Hey, this is In Joke on Sin. We are here for our first show of the season. I am your executive producer for the season, Ryan William Hall. And with me today is our host, who I'm going to introduce to us right now, is Eddie. Hello. That was a very quick introduction. Thank you. I was Thank like, you. oh, the show's on. That's fine. Okay. That's all you kind of need is a quick introduction. Short and sweet is what they say. Short saying. and sweet. Absolutely. <laughs> now, Ryan. Yes. Um, full name, Ryan William Hall. Yeah, I like to go by the whole the whole thing. You want me to say it the whole thing every time? Yeah. I'm every time you that. address me, it says Ryan William Hall. Because I, I asked you before if you had a radio nickname, you know, like a Ryback or Rizzy or... Rizzo. Yeah, Rizdog. Our man, our truth. Our truth. Oh, I should adopt that one. Yeah, I know. Because your name sounds like a theatre that might be opened after making a large donation to a private school. It it does. The Look, Ryan William the Hall, R- Hall. Oh my god, you have no idea. If that ever happened, that would just be a dream come true for me. You could, um, ha- you, if you had a hip hop name, you could be MC Chamber. I could be. Wait, how does that work? Because a hall is like a chamber. They're synonyms. You are correct. Yeah. Look, I would rather have a hall named after me, mm. um, just because, you know, like my last name is Hall, so it kind of just makes sense. Like well, Ryan William Hall. Enter my own hall and just become <laughs> the hall itself. Well, this is season one of In Joke, so it's uh, pretty pretty terrific to be here, uh, and we do have uh, a lot to line up. We're going to get to know each other, because this is the first yeah. time we've really had a conversation. Exactly, uh, yeah. Aside from saying, hey, you're on the show, <laughs> I was like, yeah, cool. Uh, this will be our, us getting to know each other, and a and allowing the audience to get to know us. It's a very different dynamic when you're actually on air with someone as well. So it's good for us to get to know each other while everyone listening gets to as well. I know. We're not allowed to talk during the breaks, though. Oh, no. No, we'll just stare at each other into his eyes and try and soul bond. Just have, like, a staring contest. That's coming up right after this next song. This is Getting to Know Your... Oh, no, that's Getting to Know Your Host is the segment that we'll be running. This is Welcome to My Life by Simple Plan. You're listening to Sin on InJoke. That was welcome to uh, so welcome to my life by Simple Plan. You're listening to In Joke on Sin. Uh, now, Ryan William Hall. That's me. That's full my name. full name. Uh, we we mentioned earlier that this is us getting to know each other and the audience getting to know us. So, yep. I've developed a few questions, just a few. Uh, okay. that I think can help us get to know each other a little bit better. And you can answer how you like. All you right. can answer as truthfully or as non-truthfully, preferably truthfully, because <laughs> well, otherwise... I have the option to lie. Yeah, that. well, you know, it's up to you. But okay. then I'll know that you're a liar. But so. would you know that I'm lying, though? Ooh, good. Yeah, yeah I exactly. wouldn't, <laughs> but I imagine you'll tell me anyway. We're going to go under the uh, assumption that I'm telling the truth in okay. all of these questions. Well, I'd, I'd like to assume yeah. that. <laughs> now, I've developed a few questions, and we'll start up, We'll start off fairly easy. Okay. Okay? So, Ryan, William Hall, yes. what do you currently do outside of being an EP for In Joke Season 1? Uh, I'm currently a student at RMIT. Mm-hmm. I'm studying a Bachelor of Media and Communication. Yeah. Doing my last year. Um, and just, well, God, whatever else I can okay. think of to do. I... Do you want to go to the moon at some point this year? Right. Follow-up question. Yeah. How do you react when your parents tell you that they're disappointed? Um, that's a really tough question because they would never tell me that they're disappointed. Ah, good. See? <laughs> Positive. Half-glass-full kind of guy. That's me. Now, next question. Yeah. If you were to describe yourself as a stone fruit, okay. which one would you be? Definitely a mango. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Why? Well, because... Mangoes are sweet, and I like to think that I'm very sweet. Yeah. I've been told that I'm sweet by the mirror looking okay. back at me. <laughs> okay. um, 
And you know, I just I appreciate their texture is kind of squishy. I'm mm. kind of squishy. Um, yeah, they have okay. layers. I have layers. Well, I can respect layer. that. Yeah, I had penciled in for you. Oh, not knowing anything about okay. you. Okay, so you just made like a. Kind I just of, made a guess. Yeah, a guess. I took a look at you and I said, "Hmm, you're a date." A date. Yeah. Huh. Now, now I said you're a date because you're tropical, delightful, which I picked up yes. quite early on, and sun dried sometimes. <laughs> As in, like I burn a lot because that's very true. It well, yeah. yeah. It there we go. So I, I, I was, oh, I was on the money. But it also says here that dates are great for weight loss, which I guess means you're a very good motivator, which I, I would agree with. I like to think I am. Yeah, I like to push people, uh, which is what I imagine dates like to do to each other. Like mm. if I just had a bag of dates lying around, if in my mind, those dates in their little date community are just very supportive of each other. Yeah, and I feel like that's the kind of person that I want to be. So yeah, I can totally see myself as a date. We'll we'll, we'll give you mango because okay. uh, you know you get to choose mango slash date. But mango also, slash date. Uh, a date's wrinkly. Uh, uh, I guess I they, they prune up from being yeah, sun-dried. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Look, I, was, I, I wouldn't call you wrinkly. Not yet, but no. I can see myself getting to that point in maybe three to. 15 years. Yeah, that's a, that's a big gap. <laughs> Giving yourself quite a lot of leeway. <laughs> I, if, if I had to be one, I, I said a peach. A peach? Yeah. Okay, how do you justify that answer? Well, I'm slightly fuzzy on the outside. Okay. Naturally yeah. sweet, and I have quite a nice bum. <laughs> Is that just your go-to emoji? Is this the peach emoji? Oh, yeah, kind of. save you in their phones as just a little a bit. My go-to is more the, more the octopus. The oct- Why the octopus? It's weird. Okay, okay. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. And if, it kind of looks like it has a little mustache. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. it does. And it if you like send a lot hands of well. octopuses to them, or octopi, octopi. to one person, uh, then it kind of looks like a little army of octopi. It's very intimidating. You know what? I've never like had that vision put into my mind so graphically yeah. before. And I've never... like I've always been most terrified of, say, I don't know, a rabid wolf or something. In the animal kingdom. But not not the but, octopi. But not the octopi. But when you envision them as an mm. army of eight-legged tentacle monsters... It's a little bit claustrophobic, don't you think? It does add a whole different perspective to the octopus, um, octopi nature and mm. the kingdom. Now, this is great. We're learning heaps about each other. Yeah. You know? I hope, I hope everyone is also <laughs> having as good a time as well. But uh, last question. Okay. Now, if you could describe yourself as a Teletubby... Ooh. And I'm I'm happy to remind you which which ones there are. Um, okay. Which one would you be? There's Tinky Winky, that was the purple one. Yep. Uh, there's Dipsy, which is is green. Uh, La La, which was yellow. Yes. Uh, and Poe, which is red. Okay. Well, it's interesting that you asked this specific question because I remember specifically um, maybe four, three or four months ago, I was in a class and. During that class... Um, I was not expecting you to have a story. <laughs> well, you know what it's like in educational situations. Sometimes you just kind of zone out. Mm. And you and your friends go up to some mischief. Mm. Um, okay. One of my friends had a BuzzFeed quiz on her laptop. Uh, yeah. Which Teletubby are you? Oh, so you already and know. I already know exactly which one I am. Okay. I was very adamant that I would be Lala. Ah, like, that's... Before I took the quiz, Ooh. I proudly exclaimed to the entire class... I am going to be Lala. Yeah. I know this in my heart. Are you a Lala? I'm not, BuzzFeed doesn't think so, but I What are so. you? I was a uh, Dipsy. Oh, I and heard I, Dipsy was the most sexually aggressive on set. Well, I mean, I That's guess maybe, 
maybe BuzzFeed is trying to give me a message. I don't know. But I thought that I was sweet, innocent Lala, but I'm getting like attacked and called Dipsy. Dipsy, great. Well, no one really likes Dipsy. Exactly. I don't think you're so Dipsy. You, you can be whatever you like. You okay. can be a Lala. All right. If I had to be one, I suppose it'd be Poe. Ah, Ooh. I was going to guess Poe. Only because Poe is constantly wearing a bike helmet and it can't be trusted when there's corners on benches. Look, fair, fair. Mm. Are you a bike person? No, but I'm a clumsy person. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, that's where the I injure myself a lot. Okay, so it's less like um, adventure sports and more just personal protection. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Kind of just like constantly not aware of my surroundings. (laughs) Either hurting myself or others, emotionally and physically. (laughs) Mentally, spiritually, all of the things. Well, I think... That was quite successful. I think I know you quite well now. You're sweet, you're naturally, you're delightful. You're a date mango. I am. Mango date. Yes. And you are a peach man because you've got a great butt. You <laughs> um, have fuzzy facial features and you hurt yourself a lot. And that's why you need to wear it. By accident. I'd like to, I'd like to, by accident, I hurt myself quite a bit. Yes. I'd like to, important distinction. Just to Small one, but an important one. Now, this is In Joke, season one. You're, you're with Eddie and Ryan. Uh, coming up next is Juice by Lizzo on Sin. That was Lizzo, Juice. You're listening to In Joke on Sin. This is our first show for the season. I'm Ryan, by the way. I'm here with my co-host, Eddie for the night. Um, so because it's our first show of the season, we thought we would have a bit of like a getting to know you kind of vibe. Um, and we also thought because we're a comedy show, it might be worth us having a little bit of like a lecture theater kind of atmosphere going on, have a bit of a uh, comedy academia club. So, um, yeah, Eddie, please tell us a little bit about your experiences with comedy and um, what brought you to in-joke, what kind of comedy you like. Let's give like a bit of a discussion on theory of comedy. Get real with the kids for a second. That's, that's right. what they say. Okay. The kids love that. Uh, what brought me here? Well, um, I thought it was just a fun show, to be honest. I'm not, I don't do stand-up. I don't do any kind of comedy or anything like that, and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't dare to. Uh, it'd be just, it's quite terrifying. So but you're never going to be on the stage doing a stand-up I'll gig. do it as a bucket list kind okay. of thing, but I don't think I don't think um, my kind of comedy is is really suited to a, a set up punchline <laughs> vibe. Um, but I do I do love it nonetheless. So there's not like I'll, there's not a uh, type of comedy that I you know like or dislike more than any other. An equal opportunity comic. Okay, that makes sense, enough. or yeah. like at least in in terms of interest, I wouldn't really call myself that. Yeah, very um, varied and layered. Yeah, like oh, like if if something's funny, I'll watch it. You know what I mean? I don't take anything too seriously. I'm I'm very into the darker the better, as far okay. as I'm Do concerned. Do you have any specific examples of like content that you're into? <sighs> in terms of stand up or in in comedy, just in comedy in general. If it's stand up, that's cool. If not, also cool. The la- the latest thing I watched that I really enjoyed was was um, Afterlife because of how dark it was. What is Afterlife? Afterlife is Ricky Gervais' show. Oh, okay. So it's like is, a scripted thing. Yeah, it's yeah. on Netflix. It's like a it's um, and Ricky Gervais is a pretty polarizing figure, and I, and oh, that's fair enough. Like not everyone has to has to like him or whatever. But his, this show is particularly about uh, mental health and and his. His wife passes away from cancer, and then it's and it's him dealing with it, kind of thing. And it's and all its comedy is very macabre. It's talking about death, and he wants to, you know, uh, he's not dealing with it very well. Uh, and it's okay. kind of about his challenge and and how he goes through it. And he's constantly put in these like very mundane, drab environments. Right. Um, 
and and there are moments of comedies spread throughout, you know, moments of tranquility throughout it, which I'm not like you you might not learn anything from it, um, but it's it's extremely relatable in a way, and it's definitely not for everyone. But it's the kind of comedy that it's just like because it's dark and because it's grounded in some form of reality that people can relate to uh, is really appealing to me. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I find like because I. I do like um, a lot of work in media and what I am passionate about is film. Um, So what I really appreciate as someone who looks at film through that kind of lens is especially movies and TV shows that have uh, dealings with really serious issues, like Mm. the darker issues, not necessarily like dark comedies and it's coming from like a bad negative place, Mm. but things that can take a really serious issue and kind of pull it apart at the seams and find a way to look at it through a comedy lens. Yeah. I think that's just the funniest thing ever. It just makes everything emotional more impactful to me. A hundred percent. And I think I think a really good example of that, and this is a pretty mainstream example, but yeah. is, is Brooklyn Nine-Nine do that very well? Yeah, they do. So yeah. they have episodes, whether it be on homophobia or racism or... Um, well, some some more recent ones from the new season that I don't really want to spoil because it's just it only came out a couple da- like a couple weeks ago, um, but they they're able to have these intense scenes of emotion um, on these characters that are used to making us laugh and and really break down what it is about homophobia and racism that that people can't quite understand, um, and and I think they do it probably the best that I've seen at the moment. Yeah, I also think, like, especially with topics like that, presenting them in a, like, using comedy as a platform to kind of um, show those issues through a different perspective, it, I find that's a really effective method of um, exposing different kinds of people to people that wouldn't normally, like, people who might hold those kinds of views, Mm. um, because it's just humanizing them in a way that's very connected to the way that we as humans function and that mm. is through the act of just laughing at well it's how, it's how people deal with, deal with some of their problems exactly, you know what i mean yeah. so it's like you, you, if you need to understand a problem like comedy has often been considered a way of of taking what is what is life and and looking at it from an absurd viewpoint or or t- distorting it or at least having a very specific viewpoint that of ways other people don't see things but it's 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 kind of how it is, and that's where some of the humour often yeah. lies. Um, but it's also kind of a coping mechanism for for a lot of people, and exactly. it's some, it's something that if you do have something serious or intense, then it should be it should be laughed about. That's why I I personally don't really have uh, anything I, I I won't laugh about. But that doesn't mean that you can go out and then make jokes about anything. You know what exactly. I mean? Because yep. how I how I deal with humour and comedy and knowing it's not that big of a deal that we're just here to laugh and have fun is, is not how everyone sees it. So that, that that's the key distinction. Essentially, just don't be a tool. Yeah. <laughs> mindfulness yeah. goes a long way. Yeah. Um, but to circle back, another recent example of comedies that have, um, you know, had an emotional punch but still had, like, you know, good meanings behind them is The Good Place. Oh, yeah. Um, which deals a lot with the philosophy of life and death and the meaning of life and the meaning of life after death Mm. Um, and it just goes in so many different directions but it's got so so much heart to it Mm. like it deals with all of these um, you know questions that have plagued us throughout humanity's existence Um, but it does it in such a way that it makes you both reflect and just laugh at how fragile we are as humans and how 
you know, we don't know what's going to happen to us one day. Yeah, and that, and that that's written by the same, not written, but kind of started by the same guy, Michael Shear, who yeah, did the, who did Par- Parks and Rec, and he did the American version of The Office, he or did. at least help help get that started. Um, and I I think he's he's done more. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't want to attribute something to him that um, he has. He hasn't yeah, he's worked done. on Parks and Rec, The Office, Brooklyn Nine Nine, The Good Place. Brooklyn, I thought he did Brooklyn Nine Nine, but yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Just those four shows are a phenomenal resume to have mm. in your catalog. Like that's. But again, they're all they're all things that are what people can connect to because they're they're grounded in reality. They're not like some, you know, it's not take Rick and Morty or Final Space or any of these other like comic uh, yeah. comedies at the moment, some very big ones as well. And these are all characters that we should be able to relate to because they're, each of them represents someone that we actually know. You know what I mean? Especially yeah, Parks totally. and Rec is very much like that. Like everyone knows like a Leslie Nope or a Ron Swanson, all those kind of people. They're, they're based on real people. Or even the citizens of Pawnee. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> everyone, like they're based very much on the archetypical people that we all encounter in our lives. And looking at it through that kind of lens just makes you take a look at them through that perspective and laugh at them whether or not you would actually do that in real life mm. it gives you like a new way to look at things um, um, if you were to give if you were to give a recommendation for just to tie things together yeah. uh, quite nicely if you were to give a recommendation to someone of something comedic uh, okay. that you have seen recently that that might be a bit bit left to field or it could be popular you, you just want more people to check it out what would it be right, right, right. Um, okay there's a show it's an animated show on DC Universe called Harley Quinn um, and it's obviously about the comic book character Harley Quinn Mm. Um, but it's kind of done in a way that's very satirical of comic books in general yeah and especially the relationship that he that she has with uh, the Joker and it just um, it's it kind of catches you off guard with the way that it sells itself to you as a show if you are someone who's used to seeing characters like superheroes and um, the the villains and like the Joker, Harley Quinn, mm. the Suicide Squad, all of that kind of stuff. If you're used to seeing those those characters, this show will just catch you off guard and make you just laugh at how absurd it actually is. Yeah, yeah. I can understand that. I'll give one quick recommendation, just because okay. I don't think people will give it the chance that it, that it might deserve. All right. And that's um that's Adam Sandler's new stand up. Oh, what is that called? And what uh, is that? Oh, good question. <laughs> Uh, is it like a Netflix thing? It's on Netflix because yeah, okay. he gets paid like squillions of dollars right. to 100% fresh. Okay. That's what it's called. Um, <laughs> like but Rotten Tomatoes. Kind of, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it's um, it, it's it's really interesting because like the, the, the I suppose, uh, for lack of a better word, the meme around Adam Sandler at the moment is, is that he kind of just releases terrible film after terrible film, like Jack and Jill's Money and Grab and like yeah. Grown Ups and all that kind of stuff. And he's, he's well past it and he's not funny anymore. Whereas after watching... Uh, this, like, I didn't laugh at the whole thing. Just because you like a, st- a stand up social doesn't mean you think that every joke was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was quite clear that the dude is, is still very funny. And then he's he's matured into, like, this, this older version of him dealing and being with a dad and stuff like that. So if if you have that opinion about him saying that he's not funny anymore, I, trust me, watch. Watch 100% fresh, and you might have a different different opinion after that. Okay, which might make you more there. disappointed. To be <laughs> honest, we're all going to go out there and challenge ourselves to watch Adam Sandler's stand-up <laughs> special, appreciate Sandler in a different light, and get some good old stand-up into us. Exactly. This um, is uh, Eddie and Ryan on In Joke season one. Coming up is uh, we're going to have a little bit chat about Elon Musk, but this is Don't Doubt Your Vibe by 
Elon Musk. That is Don't Doubt Your Vibe by Elon Musk, um, which I never <laughs> thought that I would be announcing on air that we would be playing a song by Elon Musk, much oh, less a electronic dance music song. Uh, can you just he, imagine him sitting there coming up with the title of that song as well? Look, I, I totally can. It's very Elon. Um, what are your thoughts on that song, Eddie? Um... It's, yeah, it's dance, it's dance music. Yeah, I can imagine listening to it in a you know a club at four in the morning. Yeah, in the right kind of environment, it's probably yeah fun. Well, well, like you don't really usually in those environments, you don't really need a lot of help to keep exactly. dancing. Look, I'm gonna be honest. I thought it was kind of a jam. Yeah, Are you you're into it. To. You're waiting yeah, for the EP to drop. I I'm gonna go out there and get that EP day one. <laughs> I hope he brings this tour to Australia. Honestly, um, like it's a bit weird because he is. He's obviously a tech mogul. Yeah. He's kind of built a reputation over the past uh, few years of being a bit of a um, a quirky... Eclectic? Yes. <laughs> eclectic is a great word for it. Um, Weirdo? He's a bit of a rambunctious person. Oh, rambunctious. Okay. Um, uh, so I guess it's kind of nice that he's taking a break from trying to colonize the galaxy in a Tesla and... Um, <laughs> Well, all right, so th- here's a list of his accomplishments. Okay. He's the CEO, obviously, of, of Tesla. That's um, good, yeah. Product architect, you know, founder of SpaceX. Smart guy. Uh, high-speed transportation system Hyperloop. I don't know what that is. Hyper- um, it's essentially he unveiled a concept for high-speed rail where it's like this big tube, and the tube, you're inside the tube, obviously, but the tube, the way it runs, can can run at like a thousand kilometers an hour or something oh crazy. God, so you can what go to a like multi-talented guy. Yeah, he's going to get us to the moon. He's going to get me home early after the show. Mm. He's going to make cool songs for me to listen to on my commute. He's getting all the. You can pay for those songs via PayPal, which oh he God. he started as well. I forgot that was him. Yeah, that was him. Uh, and he taught himself computer programming at age twelve. Oh my God. And made his own video game and sold it to a magazine for five hundred dollars. So, given those list of accomplishments, like what, like he's obviously doing the things. He's like, oh yeah, I could do that. Like, why wouldn't he think yeah. that? Um, you also showed me a picture before the show of him a few years ago with, with not as much hair. So, so I guess this he's was also this invented. was before he we got a lot of money from PayPal and <laughs> and the nineteen like look it up if you go if you go to Google right now to anyone listening, Elon Musk in nineteen ninety seven looks like a dad going through a second divorce. God, like it's it's unreal <laughs> and it's crazy how much money can help you look look presentable. The most interesting, uh, the most interesting thing about this song, I think, is that he is currently dating Grimes, the uh, mm. musician, yeah, electronic pop musician. Um, I think it's kind of interesting though, because they're having a baby; she's pregnant, mm. um, and I'm wondering now because they're both kind of eclectic. Mm. Um, I'm kind of wondering if maybe the baby is a metaphor. Is this your conspiracy theory? This is, I'm, yeah, I've kind of gone down like, like a bit of a rabbit hole looking at this song. I'm wondering if maybe they're not like having a physical baby, but they're the baby was on the music song together. Like, yeah, maybe I they gave I birth can to the baby. Yeah, I can see that uh, possibly. So mm. they so they're working on an EP together, or they're working on a mixtape or something together. And, I like to think so. And she's announced that she's pregnant, so to call the music her baby, being her fifth album. Yeah. 
Yeah, all right. I'll give you that. I'm not saying that I subscribe to the conspiracy, okay. but I, I can, like, you know, um, I think it's got legs that other people could enjoy. And and isn't that the fun of conspiracy theories that you exactly. just want other people to come yeah. along for the ride? I just think it would be a wild plot twist if they just came out and they're like, "This is the baby guy." It's like, I don't know what you're expecting, but like, we're artists, so this is our baby, and it's art. Well, Enjoy look, I'm, I'm, ha- I won't subscribe, but I'm happy to, I'm happy to support you on your endeavor. Okay, bookmark this, t- uh, this tweet. You I'm heard it here first. Here. This is essentially what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, end of the season. We're going to revisit this, and if it's not true, I will. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. This is, this is in joke season one with Ryan and Eddie. Coming up next, it's No Logo by MC Lars and Jesse Dangerously. That was No Logo by MC Lars and Jesse Dangerously. You're listening to In Joke on Sin. I'm Ryan, and I'm here with my co-host, Eddie. Hello. Hello. Now, I'm well. I'm well. And uh, as this is our first show, and we are getting to know each other a little bit, and we're hoping that the audience gets to know us as well, I've... um, I've developed a little bit, a little bit of a game again. I love games. Mm. How did you know? I, I had a feeling. Oh. My uh, melon friend. It's just my, my melon friend. Yeah, my melon my friend. My melancholy friend. Mm. Now, yeah, okay. um, this game, uh, simple title, pretty self-explanatory. Is this the sign of a serial killer or my mum? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, that's like two very extreme options. Two very well. Just wait. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find I'm out right now. A lot about your mum today. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully, hopefully this will this will sell it. She might even be listening at the moment, but <laughs> I've already I've already told her this in person, so that's right. fine. Hi, Eddie's mum. So, um, this person is All a right. sign of a serial killer or my mum. Okay, and you just have to pick one. You know what? I've been watching Mindhunter lately on Netflix. So you reckon um, you're, you're you're locked in? I'm. I reckon I've become an expert at like psychoanalyzing people. Okay. And just, so I can. I'm, I'm going to ace this game. All right. Well, so ready. yeah. This is this is the game for you. Now, okay. this person was known to order a glass of diet coke and then immediately pour that diet coke into a glass of water to make it last longer. Is that a serial killer or my mum? Um. Well. Uh, ordering a glass of Diet Coke is just an act of pure, just wrongness, straight up. So, Wait, what's wrong with ordering a glass of Diet Coke? It's <laughs> not the good stuff, is it? Okay. Oh, so that's, that's a just a personal debate, vendetta. But, well, yeah, okay. I wouldn't say it's personal, but yes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to... Murderer. Murderer? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. That's my mum. I'm sorry, Eddie's mum. I yeah. shouldn't have judged. That's okay. That's okay. But it gets better. Okay. You have two more opportunities. Okay. Now, this person was known to do the following. Alright. When drinking instant coffee, I guess another another drinking one, but these are the only facts you can find. <laughs> when drinking instant coffee, instead of boiling the kettle, they would add cold water straight from the tap and drink the coffee cold. Cereal killer or mother? God, that... I'm, I'm sorry if that is your mom. That's just mm. not an appealing idea to me at no, all. No, it's almost like you'd have to be insane oh, to do that, right? You, you would. Yeah. Um, Maybe even a serial killer. Look, I've, I've slighted your mom on air once tonight already by assuming that because she ordered Diet Coke, she would be an insane person. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to make that same mistake again. See. Is you... this something that your mom does? It is. Oh. It is. Signs oh, of a no. serial killer. This is mum. Oh, boy. All right, you're one for one. Okay. Well, one and one, not one for one. Um, you're actually one for two. Yeah, there's a word for that, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> well, 50%. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, that works. Yeah, that. Um, now, last one. Okay. And for all you playing at home, uh, this person 
was reported to have done the following. Okay. Dun dun. This is suspense. Oh, we need like suspenseful music. Mm. After one of their children went out on a date for the first time and brought a girl back to the house, when entering the room, this person had taken every teddy bear in the house and either hung it from the ceiling in a noose or put them in various sex positions throughout the bedroom. Is that something from a serial killer? <laughs> oh. Or from a mother in oh, Melbourne? Boy. Um, oh, oh, man. Um, it's a lot to, there's a lot to unpack just there. the visualisation of that. So is... we're more focusing on the collection of teddy bears and yeah, soft toys. I'm never going to stop focusing on it. And then uh, them being hung from the ceiling or put in sex positions, kind of like some big orgy. Boy, howdy. Um, oh, that is really tough. That mm. doesn't seem... Like great. anyone sane would do that, you know? You wouldn't think so. But, oh, this is tough. Um, I know. Like, there are multiple factors going into this. Mm. Okay, let's talk me through. This. Yeah, talk me through um, your process. All right. So, the first one was drinking Diet Coke with water. Yeah. And I assume that it's, was like Specifically a, to make it last longer. To make it last. Look, actually, when you put that logic towards it, it makes perfect sense. Um, well, it does last longer. It just tastes awful. Yeah, but you get your Coke for longer, so... I guess weird. so, yeah. Um... And I assumed that would be a serial killer, and it mm. wasn't. It was your mum. Mm. The second one, um, oh God, what was that one again? It was uh, when drinking instant coffee, filling up from the cold tap and mixing it and, and drinking it uh, drinking okay. it like that. Yeah. And I correctly assumed that would be your mum. It seemed to be out of fear. You purely wanted to pick serial of, killer. Yes, purely out of fear. Mm. Um, and this one is... Just possibly the most outrageous of the bunch. And look, both times so far, it's been your mum. Mm. There's a pattern here. Either these are all factors of your mother, mm. or you're setting me up to assume that your mother will be a serial killer. That's the part and, of the beauty of the game. Uh, which do I choose? Um, There's a lot of serial killers as well. Okay, there is a lot of them. <laughs> you know, they've all done a lot of weird stuff. I think there might be a few too many. We should probably just cancel a few um i'm gonna guess this is the act of <laughs> oh boy um i'm gonna say it's your mom it is mom. oh boy that was mama goldsmith oh Jew. yeah yeah oh, fantastic boy. i don't know there's a lot to unpack there but i feel like after this game you actually know quite a bit more about me i definitely do you know yeah. you get a bit of a keen insight and your mind hunter skills <laughs> We'll be able to unpack that in its own time. We will. Um, did you get the okay from your mum to like give all these dirty secrets out onto uh, onto it? Good question. Oh, good boy. question. Good question. I would um, like to apologise to your mum on behalf of both of us. That's all right. She's probably listening, and she knows I love her, and that's all yeah. that matters. And she is not a serial killer. And she's, no, absolutely not. No, no, we had to, that's, that is an important distinction that should be clarified, actually. But, absolutely. But uh, love you, Mum. See you for dinner tomorrow night. And coming up next is Final Form by Sam for the Great. i got to make a phone call. <laughs> You're listening to In Joke on Sin. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for helping me host this week. And uh, I've been your host, Eddie Goldsmith. Don't forget to have fun and look good doing it. This has been In Joke Season 1, and we'll see you all next week. Yes, we will. Uh, I'm going to take us out now with a, a song that I think is quite appropriate for the occasion. Uh, we Made It by Toto. So we'll catch you next week when we make it again. <laughs> <laughs>